Welcome back to Vancouver, everyone. BC Lions, a 10-0 lead on the yard. It was 139 passing yards for Nathan Rourke in the opening quarter of this game. Yeah, and, and you see both quarterbacks are, are basically 15 for 16 in the first quarter. So both offenses are running well. The problem for McLeod Bethel-Thompson is he's only had one drive. He only got one drive. And what didn't show up on those stats were the goal line stand. Three shots for Toronto down on the one-yard line, and the BC Lions shut the door there. Nathan Rourke goes the distance for a field goal the other way, and that's the entire quarter. So it's not like the Argos offense isn't playing well. They just haven't seen the ball. Let's see if they can find a response here early in the second quarter. Entertaining first quarter here on a Saturday night at BC Place. They'll swing it out to Harris. Harris, there's that spin move. And he pushes it ahead. Let's take a look at this Argos offense brought to you by Expedia. Well, Andrew Harris is come full circle. He'll run in behind Justin Lawrence, who's the starting center for the Argos, and comes over from the Calgary Stampeders. 33 games of experience. But I, I'm excited to see Andrew Harris back in BC, where it all began for him. And he's just 252 yards, minus that last run short of. 10,000 in his career. Hand it off to Harris. First push wasn't going to be enough, but he found more, and that should be enough for a first down against this BC Lions defense. Yeah, one of the sack coming from Matthew Betts up front. He's going to rotate with David Menard on that defensive end spot. Boom, watch him on the other side. It's one to watch as well. Bola Combo leads the defense and tackles after that Edmonton game with nine defensive tackles. TJ Lee, we mentioned, had the two picks. And they get Delvin Bro back in, that shutdown corner, back in there corner, didn't play in the Edmonton game. Bethel Thompson, now sixth on the Argos all-time passing list, passing Kerwin Bell tonight. And he's going to look for another big truck here, trying to find Bates. And it is broken up. Delvin Bro coming up over the top to cause an issue for Speedy B. Yeah, that's what Delvin Bro does. Now, you know, he's not a guy that's going to really wow you on the stat sheet with interceptions but he will bait a receiver to think he's open look at the coverage inside finds him turns and closes Banks has him on the original on the original cut but bro makes up that distance in a hurry and gets his hand on the ball There's Toronto is challenging the previous play for pass interference the play will be reviewed I was just gonna say there's a challenge flag out by the 40 here as Dinwoody is going to challenge for pass interference. Initial thoughts? Yeah, I, my initial, seeing it live, I didn't see a problem. Delvin Rowe played the ball. But, it but, was, maybe there was something on that break, the replay that was just outside of the screen that we didn't see. So let's take another look back at it. Ryan Dinwoody, no contact there, played the ball. He kind of looked like his arms came into his head right before that ball arrived. That must be what they're seeing. Well, the, the problem with that is that both players down the field have equal access to the football. I mean, you can, you can go and play the ball, and if there's contact... So you're saying Bro's trying to cut well, in and he's, just trying he's, to pick he's that He's cutting off. in to play it, but, but you look at the, how the head went forward yeah. from Brandon Banks. That's interesting, too, because if that elbow pushes him... Yeah, I think it was the first look we got from the from the end zone that well, probably gave the best look at it. Let's see what they rule here. This will be a big call in this football Maybe game. Maybe for the elbow. 
After review, the ruling on the field is overturned. We have pass interference against BC. The ball will be placed at the 21-yard line, first down. Yeah, that, that must have been the reason for it, because you're allowed to play the ball, and if there's incidental contact as both players go up to play the ball, that's not pass interference. But if that elbow hits the back of the head of Brandon Banks well before the ball arrives, or just before it, then it could be... Yeah, that end zone look was the best one. You saw him come across and look like elbow to the to the helmet. Fans here aren't going to like it. Both coaches using their first challenges of the season, and they both end up paying off. Well, that, that was a big one for Ryan Dinwin. 37 yards. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a big play to get a first down and now get down here in scoring territory. Last time they were down here, they took it all the way down to the one and were stopped three consecutive times by this Lions defense. BC have another stop in him here. Bethel Thompson looks to his left, forced out to his right, trying to get away, but he won't. David Menard tracks him down. Eight sacks last year, first one of the season in his return to BC. Again, all of the nuance in the offense and, and running the offense correctly. Just look at the mistake made here by, by McLeod Bethel Thompson and Andrew Harris. The, the play action was to nobody. Harris either went the wrong way or McLeod Bethel Thompson opened the wrong way. Either way, it wasn't right. And David Menard shuts it down. It's a Mortal Kombat celebration, I think. I think that's what he was doing there back to my video game days. That was exciting. Here's Bethel Thompson again. This time he steps up in the pocket. Has to keep it now. Past the line of scrimmage. Tracked down heavily from behind by Tehema. And he's pointing right to his helmet. Tehema's right there in the face of the officials as well. Boy, Sione Tehema has made an impact. Three sacks in week one. Tracks down the quarterback there. Yeah, that was a great redirect by, by Tehema to to turn he's at the left of your screen up high he gets that pass rush but he's not done yet he's gonna keep hustling beat all the other D linemen back and make a good tackle from behind on Bethel Thompson Argos look to get on the board Boris Beattie now four of six on the season and that penalty for pass interference helps the Argos make it a 10-3 football game. We'll get another look at Rourke. He's 11 of 12 for 139 yards and a touchdown to start this game. It's been an excellent start to the season for Nathan Rourke. For more on the Lions quarterback, let's send it down to Farhan Lolji. Dustin, last week the Lions had a week off. And Nathan Rourke predictably didn't take a week off. He spent some time in North Vancouver with his quarterback coach, Rob Williams doing some extra work to fine-tune his craft. Well, and then when the team got back to practicing this past week, as he always does after every single practice, he does some extra running. Now I asked him, where does that motivation come from? And he said, Kobe Bryant once said, if you love what you do, give it everything you have. And he really took that to heart. But as much as anything, he also feels he really needs to do it because quarterbacks don't do enough for football practice. They don't run like receivers and defensive backs. He wants to make sure he gets into shape, and he did this back in college as well. He said there was a moment in the season opener where he took off on a long run down the left side. On the following play, he underthrew Dominic Grimes in the end zone. He said, that can't happen. I've got to be available. I've got to be healthy. 
Normally, he goes home from the facility at 7 o'clock. He doesn't want to take his work home with him. I said, look, you're not married yet. You don't have kids. It's not going to be that easy. And he said he's thought about that. He thought about what Mike Riley went through, and he's actually thinking that if and when the time comes to have children, he wants to wait until after his career. He's had an excellent start, as I mentioned. I quickly added it up. He's attempted 41 passes this mm -hmm. season. He's completed 37 of them. <laughs> there you go. Think about that for a second. Really, really uh, impressive at, at 90%. You know, and, and the last time Offside. a Canadian Toronto, quarterback defensive line. started against penalty. the Toronto Argonauts, it was Julio Carabetta, who is the color analyst for the radio up there with Bob Marjanovic. And Julio, back in, in 1996, started against Doug Flutie and the Argos in Toronto. And actually, it was a one-possession game. He The... Argos were up by four, and Julio got pulled in that game for Damon Allen, who came in and didn't get the job done, actually. Doug Flutie and that stacked group in 96 beat him. You know, you go back and think about the players that, that Julio Caravetta were, was facing. I mean, you, you talk about pinball was on that team. There's Julio getting ready for that first start. Last time a Canadian quarterback started against the Argos, and he got it out to Corey Philpott. We got the Philpott yeah. kids in the league now that was a touchdown it was 14 10 at the half julio for some reason got pulled still is not sure why and <laughs> he and knows he's on tv you know and damon allen went on to a pretty good career by the way yeah he was okay <laughs> oh, this is a tight window and Rourke guns it in there. But I bring it up because it's a completely different scenario now. And then fast forward to now, to today. We're talking 25 years. And this, yeah, and, and this is not an experiment or a gamble or taking a chance. You ask Rick Campbell what this is. This is a great player getting his opportunity. Simple as that. Up to 150 yards now after that completion to Hatcher, his third of the game, third catch of the game for Hatcher. Whitehead's got three as well, four receivers to the right here for Rourke. A toss out to Butler. Butler cuts it back up, takes it inside the 35, a little hop on his way through. Okay. And Butler has picked up where he left off in week one as well. Small world, right? You know, I mean, and this really is a football fraternity when James Butler told us that he was in Saskatchewan's camp back in 2019 with Jamal Morrow. They were playing behind William Powell trying to make that lineup. He got cut. Jamal Morrow made the team, is now starting tailback for Saskatchewan, and Butler gets his opportunity. Last four games last year for Butler. Sweet. What a pass there by Rourke as he sidearms it out to Katoy for a completion. You think about those last four games, he was averaging last season, James Butler, over 100 yards rushing per game in the final four. And then in week one, boy, they got him rocking a lot of different ways, and, and he took full advantage of it. 23 touches, 141 yards in the four touchdowns we talked about. I just think it's a... It's a tight-knit fraternity. You, you're going to come across players either you played against, you played with as teammates. Of course, he was a teammate with Cody Fajardo in Nevada in college ball. He, he told us, yeah, that, that there was one play last year. It's a six-yard pickup. And he's just like, that's just kind of when it clicked for him. Here he is again, and he's got a catch for a first down. He had a 141 total yards of offense in week one and of course we mentioned earlier the four touchdowns in the first half but Rourke certainly loves getting him involved 
Well, he threads the needle there. throwing That was thrown around the rush, changing the arm angle to get it to Butler on the check down, and then Butler does the rest. Butler, 30 on the ground, 17 in the air. A little bit more. Oh, could have been there. And that one hit his left hand and dropped out. Ja'Garrett Davis was in the face of Nathan Rourke as he tried to put that one around him to Butler. Wow, I mean, he he catches this. Said something he really worked hard on coming out of college and through his college days, Butler, to work on his hands out of the backfield. He wants to be an all-purpose back, guy that can be relied upon. He just took a peek, but look at the space. Catch that, and they're playing the Lions fight song. He had a couple of touchdowns through the air in week one, two on the ground as well. Second and ten now on this Toronto 19. Rourke thought about going right back to him. Now to the end Wide open and waiting, Dominique Rhymes, and the Lions continue to click offensively. This kid is mature beyond his years, man. I'm telling you, I don't think I've seen this in my time in the game. I, I know it's early, but the way he looks off is what a veteran of five, six, seven years does. Watch Rourke look to the back first and then come back to his backside route read and go to Dominic Rhymes over the middle for the touchdown. That's poison the pocket, moving the safety or any coverage that's dropped off by that look to the back and then going right over the middle. First touchdown of the year for Rhymes. Two catches for 65 yards. Sean White will finish the job and BC's lead now sits at 14. It was a nine play. 70-yard drive that took just over four minutes. Finished into the hands of Downey Grimes. This is a level of maturity beyond his years for Nathan Rourke on this lookoff. I want to show you one more time. It's James Butler out of the backfield, and he's going to stare this way, and that pulls the coverage, knowing that Dominic Rimes is right at the top of the screen. He's going to run that in route. He's going to look off to his back, Almost a pump fake, not really, but doesn't need a pump fake. Just look to the back to pull any coverage up so that that layer in behind is open to Dominic Grimes. And again, five, six-year veterans do that well. Not very often see a rookie do it like that. A handoff here to Harris for maybe a yard. Interesting spot for the other quarterback. Cloud Bethel Thompson is five for five. And it's trailing 17 to 3. Not yet, not getting the ball. When I say rookie, he, he was obviously played last year. This is start number four. Um, Still very early into yeah, this exactly. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Second and nine for Bethel Thompson. Works from his own 38. Backpedaling here. And eventually take him down as he looked for Marquis Hamels. BC Lions defense just kept pushing and pushing and pushing. And eventually he had to get rid of that ball. Yeah, at, at one point you do. I mean, there was enough time there for for Bethel Thompson to to find a guy. He just he just the, the receivers on that side, there was only two of them, and they were covered down pretty well. That Lions secondary gets the assist here and back to work. Goes Rourke. John Haggerty kicks this away. Whitehead waiting for it. Takes it at his own 35. Lucky Whitehead. 
after a 36-yard kick. We'll take it back up outside his own 45 here on a Saturday night. Vancouver, CFL on TSN. Keeps on rolling next week, beginning with a West versus East Division matchup between the Lions and Red Blacks. Don't miss Thursday Night Football presented by 7-Eleven at 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific. Exclusive TSN coverage all weekend long. Look at those wigs. <laughs> what a setup. They are enjoying what they are seeing so far here tonight. Home side on top. 17-3. Rourke downfield looking for Whitehead. And that was defended well by Jamal Peters. Whitehead is saying, hey, wait a second. Yeah, lucky. Yeah. Exactly you know, what he's saying. He's, he saw the he's same thing at his, the other end of the field. He's tapping his helmet and he's saying, isn't this what we just saw when Ryan Dinwiddie challenged and it was an elbow to the head or a hit to the head? Now, Lucky Whitehead, after that last series, when he, when he went out there after the punt return, he went back to the offense. Here's the punt return. Let me go back BC and show you because... The ruling. Sorry, BC is challenging the previous play for pass interference. The play will be reviewed. Right here on the punt return, it looked like Lucky Whitehead got up slowly and had an issue with his ankle or lower leg. Almost like the ankle got caught underneath that tackler. and Just and ever so slightly his left ankle. Yeah, and so he, he was limping quite badly right after that. Then he got up, he got back to the huddle, and right out of the gate, he goes deep down the middle on the post. Very first play offensively. While they're challenging, but I think that is, I think he's down on the field again. Yeah. Getting looked at. Yeah, there he is. And now, they are working on that left foot ankle area. As far as the challenge goes, I, I'm not sure I saw a P.I. there. Don't think I did. It wasn't the contact on the helmet no. like we saw on the Banks no. play. After review, the ruling on the field stands. B.C. will be charged to timeout. Second down. Didn't look like there was as much there as we saw earlier in the game. It's actually a, a, a real good... Those two plays are, are basically the difference. I mean, you're both allowed to play the ball. And I think on this play, Peters goes up and plays the ball. He doesn't push Whitehead. The hand is, is basically on his shoulder pad, which is allowed. And there's no elbow to the back of the head, which was the difference. Didn't seem anything late in there, but you can see... Lucky laboring after. For the record, I probably, if I'm up an official tonight, I don't call either of those, to be honest. But I, I could see why they overturned the other one. Rourke, that pass was a little bit behind the intended target, but boy, did Rhymes make a play on that ball. Reached back and got it. I'll try and get an update on Lucky Whitehead's condition. Because that's a valuable weapon out of the lineup, but... Nathan Rourke, yeah, that's a that's a great catch. That that ball's behind him. That's tough coming on that dig route with defensive back oh, play. from the backside. That's a great catch. First and ten now on the Toronto 48. Rourke looks to his left, throws to his left as a completion to Katoy, but nowhere to go. That was Deshaun Amos who finished him off. 
Little push route that I, I think when you when you look at this Katoy out to the flat here, it looked to me like Rourke maybe looked away and didn't see that halfback jump up and take Katoy. He throws it out there and that Deshaun Amos was playing the tackle, not the ball. And now a bobble here on the snap. And that will bring up third down with a loss on the play. Rick Campbell obviously liked his team start in week one. Looking for that first 2-0 start since 2016. Clintoff's had a pretty easy job so far this year. There haven't been a lot of punts by the BC Lions. Leak takes us at his five. Works it right back up the middle. Trying to stay on his feet, but he's wrapped up and taken down just outside the 20. Make sure you don't go anywhere at halftime. Lots to discuss coming out of the first two quarters here in BC. Kate and the panel will have that for you. More Nathan Rourke discussion coming, I'm sure. You ever paint your face, Glenn? <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I've ever gone full face paint. I, I, I can remember waking up in college one morning and, and having paint on my face and not remembering how good. got there. Hey, you're all Only of because us. I slept really hard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Double Thompson. Wide side of the field. Curly Gittins Jr. wide open, makes a couple of men miss, now takes it all the way out to the 40, and a little bit further, his first catch of the ball game as the Argos look to find some points before the end of the second quarter. They trail 14 out on the West Coast against the Lions. Well, that's a quick tease. He's 6 of 7 for 101 yards, and he's got... A lot of field to work with here late in the second quarter. Far side. Flag as Bethel Thompson was hit and he threw that ball. Not a roughing the passer. Sure seemed like it was in that area. Oh, is it a hold? Was it or was it a hold that got him down there? Holding I, I, Toronto. Number 65. 10-yard penalty. Still first down. There he is, Bladick. Right guard. Bonner gets up there. Yeah, I think Cloudbreaker comes well up to the fact just kind of fell over there. Nice push from Bonner. With five sacks in 2021. That led the team. First and 20 now for Bethel Thompson. Tight window and it's battered away. Oh boy. Delvin Bro, and there's a BC Lion down on the field. Very slow to get up. That is Bo Lacombo, and they're going to yep. stabilize his neck immediately. This is not a good scene here at BC Place. Now he's moving his legs a little bit, trying to. He's trying to get up. He's trying to try, sit up, and they're, and they're trying gonna, to hold him. They're going to hold him in place. He's moved. 
curved over to his right side there. Well, there was a there was a huge collision, and and it was uh, it might have been friendly fire too because it's a crossing route. You see the come right in the middle of your screen, and here it comes, or that that in route, and he hits Delvin Bro without seeing him at all and being able to prepare for that, and he goes down. And when he when you go down like that, looked like he was out. Yeah, he, he, maybe unconscious for a second. You know, I don't want to speculate, but you, that that's the movement with that arm that they'll be very, very, very careful. Toronto is challenging the previous play for pass interference. The play will be reviewed. Let's send it down to Farhan Lalji. Yeah, guys, I think Suits is right. I think it was friendly fire and a pretty violent collision there. And you could see what was happening on the field where the trainers were trying to keep Bola Combo down. They wanted to keep him still and make sure every precaution was taken. And he simply wasn't willing to go there. Every time they tried to hold him down, he kept taking his left shoulder and putting it up and over. Uh, wanted to make sure that he could feel his arm, make sure that everybody knew he was going to be okay. And, you know, he is that kind of player. He just doesn't get injured. Uh, very easily he tries to fight through a lot of that stuff and you saw that right there so a dangerous moment you can tell he's still groggy as he tries to get up here uh, and i'm sure the team's going to take every precaution right now given whatever he might allow them to do at this stage yeah i'll, I'll say i'm i'm shocked that he's standing right now yeah the way he went down and, yeah and you you know it's, well, and he's a little wobbly still there obviously going to have to help him get over to the sideline there's the hit you can see off the hip of delvin bro the helmet contact so it was a challenge but it's 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 excellent to see him up and walking around it's excellent to see him you know moving all the extremities and everything and 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 it, it's actually a good thing that he was he was kind of fighting to get up i mean that means he was get the ruling on this challenge after review the ruling on the field stands Toronto will be charged a timeout BC losing last season's most outstanding Canadian four sacks three interceptions started this year with nine tackles in the first game against Edmonton and they've now got him over to the cart. High-speed game. Scary plays like that are going to pop up. Still hits it, though, every time, doesn't yep. it? Oh, yeah. Second and 20 here for Paul Bethel Thompson. Steps up. Takes something underneath. Not going to go anywhere there, and that will bring up The ruling on the down. field is an incomplete pass. Third down. Yeah, you know, I, I agree, you know, back to, to the game. And, and Bethel Thompson, when he broke outside of containment there, had lots and lots of time. Almost looked like he almost looked like he, uh, he he rushed it. That's a good sign. Lucky Whitehead back in the in the game after getting his ankle retaped. Not only back in the game, he set to return a kick here. So you have to think he's probably doing okay. You might be able to mix him in a little bit in the receiving game and protect it, but he's set to return he's got to be doing all right after getting retaped bobbles this ball just decides to go down and hang on to it don't miss the return of the emmy winning series critics call inspired and tremendously entertaining 
Westworld, an HBO original. New season, Sunday, June 26th, only on Crave. That's tomorrow, so be ready. Lions, just over two minutes to work here in the second quarter. They're on top, 17-3. to Rourke closing in on 200 yards passing. He's 17-21, 197 yards and two touchdowns. And if you've got Rourke in fantasy again this week, you're loving what you're seeing here in the opening half of this game. A handoff to Butler for about half of what they need. Yeah, so now you, you switch it over and you say, okay, the kid's hot again. Really good first half. Seeing it, reading it, running the def- uh, the offense. So Corey Mays, the defensive coordinator for the Argos now, what do you do if you're him? Send pressure. See if you can rattle him. But if you get full blitz, it, it really actually simplifies the read for him. Second and six for Rourke. And he's able to find another man over the middle. It's Katoy. So what I what I what I mean by that is is you know if you rush forward defensively and you drop the rest in the coverage, then your quarterback will have to hold the ball sometimes because he'll think he sees something and then he'll wait wait for his receivers to open in a hole. That was five man pressure, so basically a stun, not a blitz. If you send more than you can block, full blitz, you got man to man behind it for the most part. And off to Butler. And that'll be blown down at about the BC 51. That'll put Butler right around 40 yards in the first half. So essentially, you are giving a young quarterback a quicker read because he sees blitz and he sees its man. But if one of those guys is free, you can rattle a quarterback with some hits. So that's what Corey Mays is trying to work on right now and and probably will discuss with his defense in, at halftime. We start to send more pressure. Full blitz and even blitz from the secondary. Second and six for Rourke. Near side. Burnham can't haul it in. Got a hand on it right near the sideline. But it does fall incomplete. And that'll bring up third down with 84 seconds left in the opening half. And with a decent return, the Argos have a chance. And that's that's a positive step just before the half. He put Jagarrett Davis in the middle, get him in a one-on-one with Peter Godber. That rushed the throw a little bit, and Burnham couldn't bring it in. So a bit of a return here, and Bethel Thompson may have some time. Clean talk. Let's it fly. He takes it at the 9. 48-yard kick brought back just outside the Argo 20. He looks like he has a burst. Just waiting for it, right? Leak, yeah. Javon Leak out of Maryland. I don't know. Keep my eye on him. Kick returner. We were talking earlier in the week uh, about him with Dinwoody. He said he's a kick returner by trade, but they've talked him into some punt returning returns. punts as well. He wasn't sure about it at first. There's, but There's a little something there, though. There's a burst that I saw him run out of, he's, he's been corralled, but I saw him run out of a couple of angles. Angles of tacklers coming at him, and he, with a little burst, beats him. Keep my eye on him. The points here for the Argos would be huge. Trailing by 14, just over a minute to go in the quarter. Near side, a completion, oh, a heavy oh. hit. Get out of my way. <laughs> that is Cam Phillips lowering the boot. That's good football. That's just, that's Marcus Sales over there. 
gets them out of bounds. Two good players competing. The physicality in the game. And with all the rule changes and making the game safer, which is always a priority, we still love this physicality. Oh, hand it off. And Harris is stopped in his tracks. Boom, got you, got him. He just he just crashed down. I mean, what a play. You've, you've heard about melting the edge. How about just smashing the edge? He just comes down hard on this as if he believes there's no way that Bethel Thompson will pull that ball and take it out around the end. And look at how quickly he just came down inside and... Little Marquis Ambles is gonna. <laughs> I was gonna say. I mean, Marquis Ambles is a heck of a receiver, great receiver, but that's a tough matchup for him to try to block. Six, six, six two, one ninety seven against Guadalupe, who's six five, two fifty. Shy Ross, who was signed this week after being released by Edmonton on the return here, and he'll take it back to the forty. Yeah, interesting pickup. I mean, Rick Campbell said when Edmonton let him go and. We've seen his athleticism many times. I know that we've talked about that when he was an Elk with the Elks, and we've seen the Oreo cookie flip YouTube play, the or the the YouTube video, and the weightlifting flip in the UT. He's a tremendous athlete and can be a returner, and that's one of the reasons that Rick Campbell wanted to sign him. He said, you know, we can he can help us in the return game. Great athleticism and good speed. Yeah, first thing he said to us, he was, he's an athlete. Yeah, we wanted him because he's an athlete. Everybody knows that. Mix him into the return game and decent guy if you need to go to him. Oh, a massive pop. That's Butler. He gets absolutely hammered on the play. My goodness. And he tried to get up and went back down. That was McManus who caught him. Oh. Yeah, this was this was pressure and just trying to get rid of it from Rourke and Wow. Shoulder right to the chest. McManus. Seven tackles and a sack last week for the Argos and now he goes over just to take a peek and see if Butler's okay. I mean you want to hit hard. You don't necessarily yeah, no, hey, want to hurt but you want to hit hard. No absolutely that's that's a just a clean hit and Butler will be okay. He, and, and you know I didn't see the head contact. It, it There was a whiplash effect for yeah, sure. Yeah it was right to the chest right? But yeah, yeah. But it was right in the chest and tackled through the ball carrier. That's a that's a big hit. You know when I, when I go and talk to amateur football kids with the pads on, not flag football or touch, but when you get the pads on, and I first question I always ask the kids, what do you like most about the game? And a bunch of them will put their hands up and say, I get to hit somebody. <laughs> what do they say about the other side of it? <laughs> Getting hit, right? It's always about doing the hitting, <laughs> which is, I get to hit I, somebody. That's what they're that's doing, the right? That's the answer all the time. Those are the defensive guys, I guess. <laughs> Here's Rourke, second and eight. And he tries Another to cut that one into Burnham, and Burnham gets hit, but he hangs on to it. Richardson was there. I think Richardson got up. He put his hands in the air because he can't believe Burnham held on to that, but Burnham is 
a little slow to get up here as well. What a physical Man. affair we've got at BC Place. A little brouhaha happening down here. Richardson trying to get that inside position, then does. Good comes out of his break clean. Again, just a just a good, hard, physical hit. That's almost shoulder to shoulder there, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah. Wonder if Burnham landed awkwardly. Maybe it's a shoulder? Yeah, it, yeah, look, there was it, nothing it, with the head there. So. It, yeah, exactly. And it also looked like he kind of went into the turf on that shoulder. Had a touchdown earlier in the game. Let's send it down to uh, Farhan Lalji. Yeah, guys, uh, some BC Lions going down by the play here, as you can see. And uh, Bola Combo will not be back in this game. They took a look at the video the team medical staff did, and they determined that he was basically knocked out on contact. And the reaction that he had when he tried to get up was fairly normal in those types of situations. And you could see the trainer at the time putting his fist up in the air, which was an indication that it was serious. They did want the cart to come out right away. But either way, he was knocked out on contact and will not return to this game. The BC Lions are on top, 17 to three. But this has been a half full of injuries for a team looking to go to two and zero. Well, and it's it's clean hits. I mean, it's big hits, but it's clean hits in the Lacombe one. That's a great sign right there. Brian Burns, okay, but the Lacombe one was friendly, was friendly fire. fire, yeah. And then two guys breaking on the ball, Delvin Bro and and Lacombe, and then yeah, nothing has been dirty. It's no. just been a heavy hitting football game. So far, McManus and then Richardson, big hits. First and ten for work on the 53. Gets it to Matthew, his second catch of the game. Ball popped up, but it sounded like it was after the whistle. Argos are going to want it, but they're not going to get it, I don't think. Mama's not happy. Pretty sure he was down. Knee touches. Rourke near side. And that is caught by Hatcher as he steps out of bounds. They're going to say they're going to put Timer, one second back up. Please put one second on the clock. One second. Which means a field goal attempt. Well, the Argos could have held on to the ball before they kicked it a little bit longer. They kicked it with 15 seconds left in the play clock with play clock which left a little bit of time that you wouldn't have thought the Lions were going to have and now that's going to roll out Sean White here to tack on possibly three more this will set up a 44 yarder for Sean White third best career percentage of all time at 86.7% to put his team up by 17 at the half. And that one just sneaks through. BC Lions on top. Handshakes all around from Sean White. Needed every foot to sneak that one in. Well, we're going to throw it to the panel here any second. But while they're doing that, 
Let's get some ice bags. I don't know. <laughs> it's physical out there tonight, boys. It's 20 to 3. The BC Lions lead at half. Let's send it back to Kate in the panel.